Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Well, I've been getting real scammy lately uh, with my television on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Uh, we started watching Inventing Anna. Oh, okay. What's that? Over what, what the is, weekend. What's that thing? So that is actually a Netflix series, which... I did not realize, I think, going into it that this was a series. Okay. It's a fictionalized account, and it's it comes from uh, Shondaland's big uh, deal with Netflix. Mm, Shonda okay. Rhimes yeah. made that huge deal with Netflix. So this is part of that. Um, and it is a retelling of the story of, and, and if I say her name, you might not immediately be able to remember her, but I remember we definitely talked around her when this happened. Okay. Uh, a woman by the name of... Anna, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get, I always get the, the letters backwards. Anna Sor- Sorokin. Sorokin. It's like, yes, Sorokin. And she, oh, that's her, um, that is her real name, but she went by the name Anna Delvey. And she was, she told people that she was, you know, a socialite and came from money in Germany. And she was able to swindle people out of, hundreds of thousands of dollars. I do remember this story vaguely in headlines. Right? Now that I see her picture in mm-hmm. front of me. So she's played in the show by Julia Garner, who's known from Ozarks. And, the, you know, it's just a telling of, it's like a, it's a week by week, oh my gosh, it can't get crazier than this. And then it does get crazier than this telling of how she swindled these people out of all this money and ended up, ended up in Rikers Island. Um, but here's the thing. So last week I watched the Tinder swindler um, and I had this, you know, that that is a little bit different because it's not a series. That's like a documentary. Yeah. It's like an hour and 45 minutes of this guy who swindles people again out of millions of dollars mm-hmm. um, by matching with them on Tinder and then getting them to get take out loans and give him money. And then he leaves them high and dry. Yeah. But now he's trying to get a career now that he's out of jail. He's trying to get a career from his notoriety on Netflix. Yeah. And this Anna Delvey already has kind of gotten some notoriety and money from Netflix. Okay. Because they bought the rights to her story for hundreds of thousands of dollars. So she took that money and then they hired her as a consultant. So she also was then getting paid for that. Yeah. And then in the telling of the story, what is interesting is they paint a picture of her in a way that makes you, you can tell they're wanting you to sympathize with her and see her as a brilliant mind, the way that she took this money from people. And this is where I'm feeling conflicted. And by the way, if you're watching both of these shows and have big feelings, 651-641-1071, 
I feel like we're in this dangerous space right now where we're fascinated by people who break the moral code such that we focus on how they did it. It's interesting to us, especially people who mostly abide by the moral code. And then we're rewarding that by buying the rights to their story or with the Tinder swindler, uh, giving him opportunities and options to have to make money again off the story of how he made money off of other people. Yeah. Right. And it's just, I feel gross about it. And I don't know. And I'm kind of like irritated with Netflix for it. And yet I'm still watching it. What are you, what are you irritated by? Just the, like the, the, um, giving them more money and notoriety for doing something illegal and wrong, like taking from other people. And then we are so fascinated by this story. We're so desperate to understand it better that we pay them. Not we, but they get paid to tell that story. Yeah. I mean, uh, look, uh, people have been paid for their stories for time immemorial. And there are so many fascinating stories. And ultimately, I don't know. I would be less bothered by that. I understand why people are moved by one side or the other of these particular stories, maybe because they've been affected personally by people like that. Mm-hmm. But I think the human like mind is just an infinitely curious about stuff like this. How is this possible? How can it be? I mean, it makes me think about the wonderful podcast that led to another series on Netflix about, um, you know, the guy with his shrink, the shrink next door was the podcast right. and then that was turned into a series. Like we are just endlessly fascinated by people who, you know, you look at somebody who was swindled and think to yourself, well, that would never happen to me. Mm-hmm. But clearly it's not as easy as that, which I think is why we're mildly fascinated about it. And we like to watch stuff like it because it is possible or it would never mm-hmm. happen. Like, sure, you could just write those people off as dumb, but that seems a little, you know, dumb, frankly, to just write people off as, you know, ignorant. And that's why they fell for something. If it were that easy, um, you know, it'd be pretty easy to solve, too. Right. Or those those situations would be easy to prevent so i don't i don't know i i I feel like it's totally understandable and you have to pay people for things you can't just Mm -hmm. take somebody's story right because then you're swindling yourself well well no you're just taking advantage of somebody else's story Mm -hmm. and again the story might be more complicated than you bad me good right yeah it's why we want to tell the story it is true and here's the the thing about uh anna sokol sorokin is that you I'm only two episodes in, and I think by the end of it, there will be a clearer picture. But my understanding of her as a figure is she still is cloaked in a ton of mystery. People are still not totally sure who she really is or what she's really up to. Um, I ended up reading another article over the weekend about another actual socialite who came into contact with her while they were in prison at Rikers Island and they ended up doing some work together that was real scammy. It just is fascinating to me. There's this whole other culture of people who are more than willing to take advantage of other people and they do so completely successfully and they are able to con and lie in such an intricate, complicated way and get people to part with Lots of money, yeah, which is why we're fascinated by their stories, yeah. right? And that's why people like Netflix want to tell them because yeah. they know you're going to want to watch them. Well, trust, and I know. I mean, 
I don't know. People are I'm, people are watching, and it is yeah, it's the same, fascinating. There's a lot of the same questions I think ethically about true crime in general. People want to to people want to think that they're not going to be affected by something, so they confront themselves with it. It's the same reason we love horror movies and right. like to be scared in haunted houses. We'd much rather deal with the danger from a distance, and then we feel like you know we're sort of like we understand something or we get close to something, but we don't have the same. You know, and we feel like we're going to be smarter now because we're not going to make the same mistakes that other people did. I think the truth is we're probably all very vulnerable to this kind of stuff on a much smaller level on a daily basis. We just don't realize it. I will say really quick, another little crossover that I have not gotten to this episode yet of uh, Inventing Anna, but she will and did. And this is true. Cross paths with the fire festival guy and they were both running scams at mm. the same time i wonder if they know the EpiPen guy and mean, elizabeth holmes <laughs> it's unbelievable it's unreal they do sort of run in circles apparently uh anyway it's called inventing anna it's on how many episodes again netflix i want to say it's eight or nine mm, episodes it's definitely bingeable yeah. we're kind of just eating them eating them watching them one at a time sure um, but I will, I have to say that Julia Garner is amazing in that role. Well, it looks and like an amazing cast. It's such a good it. cast. Anna Klumski is mm-hmm. in it. It's so good. Um, but worth a watch. And she's such an interesting character. It'll make you fascinated about her and you'll start going down that rabbit hole oh, and watching, uh, interviews with her and going to her Instagram and digging through that. And it's, it's a whole thing. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are now going to be witnessing a Rob habilitation, uh, and we'll tell you how we know it and what developments there have been after this on My Talk 1071. A new phase in the Rob habilitation on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. Uh, and why are we in this Rob habilitation, Bradley? Well, I think that's what's happening, um, but let's talk about it. So it looks like somebody just ended a lawsuit. And I thought we should talk about it. That is, Rob Kardashian has ended a lawsuit against Black China. And we can talk a little bit about and remind ourselves what that lawsuit was for. But this was an exclusive that uh, came across the interwebs over the weekend. And um, it just leads me to wonder what's going on with Rob. Because Rob of the Kardashians is the least uh, put forth. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Like you always see headlines about every other Kardashian and then rarely once in a while in the last couple of years, you're likely to maybe see occasionally Rob Kardashian unveils revenge body after losing tremendous amounts of weight. And then you see him and he looks like he always has, which I mean, I don't know what's actually going on, but that's like really the only narrative mm-hmm. that you see. Well, here we go. And by the way, a lot of the reason that Rob went bye-bye in the car car in terms of uh, being uh, out and about in public is because while well, he was posting, reve- speaking of revenge, revenge mm-hmm. porn against Black China yeah. and was taken off ceremoniously and uh, ta- uh, removed from Instagram. Nonetheless, the former Keeping Up with the Kardashian star has filed to dismiss his actual assault lawsuit against Black China, and it's without prejudice And he did so, quote, for the sake of their daughter. So this was a, you know, to me, this is a big deal because, you know, the case, sure, it's a big deal or whatever. But I always feel like with Kardashians, lawsuits are for publicity. Not that he can't have an actual, you know, case. I just think when you're a celebrity and you do things like this, you're really trying to 
sort of tell a story mm-hmm. more than you are accomplish anything in the real world. Right. Right. It's about controlling a certain type of narrative. And looking like you're not the perpetrator, that you're just the victim, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're going after Black China, maybe you had a reason to put to po- post revenge porn? I don't mm. know, right? But it seems very offensive versus defensive. Now, here's what he said to page six on oh. Friday. This was an exclusive and also Friday afternoon. Quote, also, my, and this is actually Rob, not a source close to Rob. Correct. Talking to page six. Okay. Correct. All right. This okay. is actual words from Rob Kardashian. My love for Dream, that's his daughter with Black China, far outweighs my desire to proceed with my claims against her mother in a public trial. Mm. Now that the court has ruled there's sufficient evidence to warrant a jury trial on my claim for assault, for our daughter's sake, I am dismissing the action and focusing on my co-parenting relationship with China. So what he's saying is like, uh, the judge said I had a reason to sue, but really all that means is that technically he you know, he was able to bring a case. Okay. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean your case was going to win. Just mm-hmm. means you, the court thought you could bring it. Um, anyway, so he's saying now that that's happened, I don't have to make her look uh, like a deadbeat. And so now I'm going to focus on being a co-parent. It's just, it's a very, very, very um, interesting, Minnesota mm-hmm. interesting response. Right. Like the nuance of that is that he feels like in just being given the green light to bring a suit, he has won enough and we no longer need to go through this. Right. So in the court of public opinion, he just wants you all to know he was right, but he loves his child so much. He doesn't want to drag her mother and her through a jury trial. So he's going to be the good person and walk it back so that they can focus on dream. It's all about the narrative. Yeah. And I will say, you know, the, the merits of the case were about to require some friends of his to step forth and say some things. If you don't remember the case itself, and I had to be reminded when I was reading through this, that um, essentially he claims that back in 2017, she tried to strangle him with an iPhone charger cord after consuming, quote, copious amounts of drugs and alcohol. Mm. The 34-year-old former Arthur George sock designer said he was able to escape, but claimed she repeatedly struck him in the face and head. And that was going to have to be backed up by two of his friends. And one wonders, like, well, maybe those friends were not. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
interested in sharing what they knew. And he knew that that was about to take place. And he's like, um, okay. Mm-hmm. Apparently also Chris Jenner's man, Corey Gamble was going to show up and testify on his behalf as well. Um, I will say, you remember Lynn Ciani? Vaguely. That's Black China's attorney. She's a okay. celebrity attorney to the stars. She said of uh, this development, these same two friends, that is the friends that were going to testify on Rob's behalf, mm-hmm. refused to show up at their deposition to put their claims on the record. China has video evidence that Rob didn't have a mark or a scratch on him after the attack because, quote, there was no attack. China's ready for her day in court. Meanwhile, Ooh. Rob has filed paper... Uh, paperwork to try and delay his own trial, which, by the way, the judge did not agree to delay, which is when his motion to dismiss was filed. So Interesting. You could assume that perhaps his he <laughs> when the pedal uh, or the the uh, rubber meets rubber the road. meets the road, uh, he wasn't going to have the strongest case that perhaps he thought he was going to have initially, right. and so that led him to file. A dismissal, but of course, in true Kardashian fashion, he's going to put the best spin possible on it. You know, the other thing I wonder—I wonder this anytime a Kardashian, you know, finds themselves in some sort of legal battle. I wonder how much of their, as a family or as a entertainment unit, how much of their inside secrets would trickle out in a trial like that. And I wonder how much of decisions like this are to protect that. Oh, I think so. Yeah. I mean, you'd think that that a lot of that stuff would have come up during depositions. But at the same time, in open court, you know, you her attorney could get him to say all sorts of uncomfortable right. things or to, you know, he doesn't doesn't mean he has to answer them. Um, what I will say is that he can still file his lawsuit again if he chose to. So her attorney is going to try and make sure that doesn't happen. And they also want him to cover the court costs that, or the legal costs that they've had to endure thus far. Again, I you know, you don't know who's telling the truth, but it is interesting. And back to the Rob habilitation, because that's kind of where we started with this story. Is it possible that perhaps, you know, they're paving a way to, you know, bring Rob back into right. the public sphere as the show is about to take off because if it's if they haven't dealt with all the things that are on the table about rob people are going to start asking questions right, right? as right. he be get, he begins to have more publicity right i don't know do we know is he going to be a part of the new show we don't, we know. don't know i mean yet. he's not part of the like teaser but that doesn't they mean never anything. tease rob poor, poor rob oh, he doesn't get the poor glam rob. squad He's, treatment he lives in the basement he's a hermit <laughs> poor guy when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have celebrities behaving badly. We call them. G-Bags. We'll tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. I am Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. We have a name for these celebrities behaving badly that we tell you about every day. We call them D Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-bag? Thank you for asking. Page six. Oh, no. What did page six do? I mean, they're just, this is just, this is, I don't know. Maybe it's not page six, but it is page six. But it's also maybe a little bit Shailene Woodley and all tabloids, because no doubt they were reporting this. Headline, Shailene Woodley seen sans engagement ring for the first time since Aaron Rodgers split. Is well, that news? I mean, 
not really. Technically, no, because we knew that they had ended their engagement, right? Right. So, okay. So just going back to the headline. Again, headline news. Worthy headline. worthy of uh, an entire article. Shailene Woodley seen sans engagement ring because she's not engaged for the first time since Aaron <sighs> Rodgers split. Because when you're not engaged anymore, you take off the ring and then you Generally, live and then yeah. you just live your life be more. It would be more um, headline news if she was still wearing it. Thank you. Uh, then they write many paragraphs about her walking outside without a ring on. Also, the picture that they're citing. Anyone think that's funny? Her left hand isn't showing. Her right hand is showing. Uh, so it's even dumber. It's just do better. Just do better, please. Do better. But also, I'm sure this was an arranged well, you know, moment. Even if that was the right hand, you can't see the. Well, I guess you can technically see that finger. Yeah, barely. Yeah, it's just silly. It's just silliness. So anyway, fine, Shailene Woodley. What I don't want to take away from you is attention. And if that's what you need right now, I, I want to give it to you. Rough. She's like, oh, God, I'm not engaged anymore. Again, I think that's all by design. Think, yeah. <laughs> Put your hair up in a, in a frumpy bun, Shailene. That'll show yeah. everybody. I'm that... distraught and there's snow on the ground. Yeah, wear yeah. a trench coat and look annoyed at the world. And she does. I mean, you know, uh, I will also give her credit for walking around with a walrus in the carpenter bag. Mm-hmm. Looks very cute. Oh, how whimsical mm-hmm. of her. Yeah. She yeah. does look kind of having a moment. House Frau. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Standing in front of a an establishment that has a lobster claw. I was wondering, is that a lobster window? claw? Because now I kind of want lobster. Mm-hmm. Oh, yum. I hope she nice. had a nice lobster. It does roll. not appear as though she's eating lobster in the picture. But no. she is without her engagement ring. No, she's gazing gaze, gazing off into the distance, um, pretending to look mm-hmm. forlorn. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm oh. so sad. I'm not going to get mean, attention for my fake relationship anymore. I'm going to go back to eating dirt for oh, attention. Congrats oh. to page six for, you know, getting another opportunity to essentially write the exact same article all over again about why allegedly they broke up and when they had been engaged and et cetera, oh, yeah. et cetera, blah, blah, blah. But guys, she doesn't have her engagement ring on. Headline news. Who's your D-bag, Bradley? Oh, thank you. My D-bag is none other than Mama June's new man. Oof, 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 oof. (sighs) Oof is right. So Mama June's new boyfriend, Justin Stroud, you may remember because we talked about him, Mm -hmm. has been arrested on drug charges at a Florida gas station. Sound familiar? Yeah. Apparently he's been on the lam for months. And um, is that what we're calling her? Cute. I see what you did there. No. He's been on the run. Uh, he was allegedly arrested for fa- uh, for a warrant that had been issued in October for failing to meet with uh, his probation officer, which had to deal with some drug and burglary charges. So it shouldn't come as a surprise that he was arrested. But um, I just feel like Mama June needs to make better choices. I'm not saying she's my D-bag and she doesn't need to be held accountable for mm-hmm. the men in her life. But I will say... That, you know, she has been trying to live a certain way. And she always seems to end up with these guys that maybe aren't, don't have her best interest at heart, right? Uh, You can say that again and again and again. And some of them have abused your children, but that's a separate story. Oh, so Uh, bad. So he was handcuffed, surrounded by his, or at his vehicle, um, 
in Florida, you know. I have questions because I've forgotten already. Because, okay, we know that Gino was the guy that was real kind of bad for her. He was on the show uh, from Not to Hot. Um, and then they broke up. I mean, that sh- he led, they, the two of them went down a very, very scary and dangerous road, yeah. right? Okay, then she was single and ready to mingle. Yeah. And then, then she went out with, she went out to Las Vegas with some TikTok star, right? Well, yeah, and that was like, the, that guy had a girlfriend, right. by the way. And this is not that guy. No. This so this is, is a whole guy. different guy. Yep. And they've uh. been together for how long now? Um, I don't know. And but he enough. needs to, he's a zero. Well, and she was there when he was arrested. So, like, mm. they were together. So this is not like, you know, they were just hanging out separately. So I'm just saying, you know, hanging out with fugitives from the law when you've Mama got a, June. you know, career that you're trying to get off the ground again, maybe isn't your best work. But again, I'm not going to make this about her. She's not the subject of my D-bag. Um, it's really just the boyfriend because mm-hmm. I don't feel like you're doing your best work, sir. Mm-mm. Surely there's a new reality show in oh, here God. somewhere. Well, I think oh, that there already is one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. But Mama June, let's work on bad you. choices with men. Oh my gosh. Yeah, let's work on Mama well, June. You know, if Gina more. Rodriguez is listening, and it's entirely possible, I would just suggest I... that you get her booked on, you know, crappy boyfriend university or something like i, There's I don't know be i feel a like a dr show drew, about that yeah a dr drew series uh is somewhere in the works dealing with my bad choice my ma- bad man choices uh do you know is because i know that they did a second iteration of mama june from not to hot it was like family emergency or something like that um is that still happening where it was focusing on the daughters a little bit more. Yeah, I don't know. And her rehabilitation efforts and well, there was whatnot. Mama June from Not to Hot Season 5 mm-hmm. was called Road to Redemption. There it yeah. was. Well, yes. That was the sort of, like, things have changed. And but everything they, old seems to be new. When you're again. in a gas station in Florida and your man mm. gets arrested in broad daylight for failing to show up for... <sighs> Some questions. I feel like I feel like you could do better. Suddenly, Sugar Bear's looking real good. Is he though? Did, what What's the latest I on think Sugar he Bear? Somebody, stop it! No, I made that up. I don't know what Sugar Bear's up to. Right. I just feel like when she split up with Sugar Bear, she wanted him to look real bad. But the rest of us were th- now are thinking. Well, and of course, Sugar Bear's brother was a lot of fun. Remember uh, what was his name, Uncle? Everybody's a little gay. Remember? Oh, yeah. What's his name? He Sugar Bear had a gay brother mm-hmm. that we loved from the TV show. Here comes Honey Boo Boo. Remember those days? I mean, life was simpler. It was a there simpler was no time. pandemic and no drug running. And we were just enjoying watching this whole house full of rednecks shop for wigs. Yeah. Little did we know. Mm-hmm. Rednecks shopping for wigs. Shh. It's, it's a, a wig. wig. That is the name of the the wig wig store in Macon, Georgia. Yeah. Now I'm looking at The Sun, Mm -hmm. one of the Colleen and Bradley show's favorite tabloid sources. Mm -hmm. In a story that was published last year, Mama June claimed that Sugar Bear only sees Alana, his daughter, Honey Boo Boo, when the show Mama June from Hot to Not is in production. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, hey, that's more than some fathers. I know. (laughs) I'm just going to say. Wow. Yeah. 
Boy, that really went south quick. Yeah, well, I mean, it is the D-bag segment. It's true. <laughs> what else do you expect? It's true. I'm just, I'm sad for Alana, who's, by the way, like 16 yeah. now. She's getting closer to leaving that house the and nest. being on her own. So mm-hmm. I wish her all good things. Oh. Well, and she's staying with Pumpkin. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. kids have always been more um, adult than the parents yeah. in this it particular happens. family. It happens. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's make everything better. Yay! Let's talk Yay! about how we cannot have nice things. Oh. Yeah. You Wait. guys, remember, remember that um, we get to take part in an actual Oscar award. Yeah, they were like, "Hey guys, let's let's give you the chance to award something." Remember what we said about that? So it's not going to end well. It's going to be some porno or something. Well, stay tuned because I'm going to tell you how it's going. Oh, when I bet we come it's back, going well, we'll talk about it. All right, when we come back after this on my talk 1071. Hey Holly for that lovely weather report on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. So uh, we're all like buckled in waiting for the Oscars uh, to take place. And the Oscars were like, hey, guys, guess what? It's going to be really fun. You can vote for a fan favorite. Yay. Yay. This is a great idea. Nothing could go wrong. And we'll, in- go wrong? we'll incorporate it somewhere in the production on Oscar night. And, you know, you can Probably take part in it. Probably like leaving for the night, but sure. Um, now, we live in reality, and we remember things like Bodie McBoatface. What happens when you allow the people to vote for the best picture? You're probably not going to get Nothing good is going to happen serious. because the internet. Yeah. Trolls. Bots. So we don't know this for sure yet. However, uh, right now, the movie that is on top... In this voting for fan fave for the Oscar race is a little movie called Cinderella, which I haven't seen. To oh, be the fair. Camilla Cabello experience. Yes. Okay. okay Has sir. anybody in this room seen that? No. 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 No, no desire. The movie no. is literally not nominated for any Oscars. Yeah. Let's check its Rotten Tomato meter. Oh, that's a great good. idea. Yeah. Oh, a nice 43%. Ooh, that's not good. Okay. Not horrible. Well, it's not horrible, <laughs> no, but like uh, you wouldn't expect it to be getting a free Oscar. No. And also, what's the category of this Oscar? Fan favorite. Fan favorite. Yeah. Which, I mean. Bot favorite. Exactly. Uh, thank you. Thank well, you. now this is what's really Studio funny. Bot favorite. So apparently, uh, well, TMZ, I read the report of the report. TMZ cited a report on Deadline that essentially, you know, said they got to the bottom of why on earth this. And we all say bots, right? Because that makes sense. But the way Deadline put it is that it it would appear folks tracking these numbers on the Academy's site and Twitter see a trend. Rabid fan bases swooping in and flooding the digital voting booths for their heroes and icons. In this case, and I'm reading directly from the TMZ article, it seems Camila Cabello has quite the following online, and they appear to be catapulting her to the top on just their love of her alone. Paid for by Camila Cabello's... uh, 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Image crew. Yeah, or Amazon. I mean, uh, who's behind the movie, right? Like, mm-hmm. you can see a situation where Jeff Bezos is like, hey, uh, can we turn some of them bots on to get us some attention? Which, again, this is no surprise. Like, you could have predicted that it's like, what what fan army? And I just don't believe that there's a huge Cinderella fan army versus, I don't know, say, like, Spider-Man or um, James Bond mm-hmm. or, like, any of a half dozen other films that had a far more... Uh, rabid fan base. I just was there really a rabid fan base for Cinderella? Right. I mean, I get that there are Camila Cabello stands, so that's that's a thing. I I love the Oscars. Some, <laughs> Some of, of my best, best friends, friends are, are Oscars, Oscars. Mm-hmm. and I I want to honor that they are trying so hard to figure out how to remain relevant and how to be interesting and how to be entertaining in 2022 on the heels. Hopefully it's the heels of a global pandemic that we are, you know, still in the midst of. Um, After umpty foo years of telecasts that people had major complaints about, Mm -hmm. I want to recognize that their effort you want to thank the Academy. Yeah, I want to thank the Academy uh-huh. for trying so hard. This feels so ill-advised, and I do not know who was sitting around that table that somebody should have been the one to well, say, that's not going to work. Also, it contravenes. It just like opposes what the Oscars is supposed to be about. Like, it's not a fan-based right. experience. Right. We have the People's so, Choice Awards. Yeah, and like half a dozen other awards that, you know, are more attuned to like audiences but like that this to me just this doesn't make sense like you can't i mean why not i don't know have a like a a bear on a unicycle at some point that'd attract a few people right Right. but that's that's not (laughs) exactly (laughs) but that's not germane to what the academy awards is if it was about audience participation like you'll remember one of the biggest criticisms of the academy was uh, access to the Academy. Mm-hmm. So here you have, you know, um, well, let's just let everybody vote. Well, okay, right. so maybe do that for the rest of your awards. I don't know. It just seems very sticky and gimmicky in a way that I don't think is going to last. And no. certainly, if this is true, if it's Cinderella that ends up getting the award, I mean, ultimately, I don't know that that's really going to... What's that going to achieve for the Academy? N- not much. Yeah, I don't think so anyway. Uh, but what do I know? I'm just a person in the audience. Well, you know plenty because over here at My Talk 1071, we are giving away the My Talk Awards. And each and every day between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. on the morning show, you can tune in to a, a, a mixture of your favorite My Talk hosts. Uh, presenting the awards and talking about the awards. And Holly, you were on this morning with Jason and Alexis and their whole crew. Sure was. And uh, what did we award today? And what were the results? Well, today's My Talk Award recipients included, but was not limited to D-Bag of the Year. I mean, I feel like we have to talk I, about yeah, D-Bag of the Year. Thank you. 
the origin story of the D bag segment here on my talk. Mm-hmm. Well, that was awarded to Prince Andrew. Congratulations, Prince Nasty. Listen, yeah. I can't disagree That's with nasty. that. The thing, the thing about the my talk awards. From my perspective, and I know that there is talk about which show nominated the things that won. And I just want to say, for the most part, I think these were pretty difficult races. The D-bag race was, there is not anybody that was on that list that I thought to myself, how could you? They yeah. were all D-bags. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure that they were oh. all happy to be nominated. Yeah. Army exactly. Hammer, Jamie Spears, Hilaria Baldwin, Kanye West, and Prince Andrew. Right. All so, worthy. All worthy uh, choices. Yeah. Who else did you guys select uh, today, Holly? Well, today also uh, we gave an award to Streaming Service of the Year. And who won that one? Again, a very crowded category. Yeah. HBO Max won. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That's not a surprise, right? Like, they've delivered some real gems this year. Yeah, no kidding. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Uh, and then what was the last one that was awarded today? The last My Tuck Award given out this morning was to Movie of the Year, and that was to Spider-Man No Way Home. Which, if we're talking about Oscar fan favorite voting... Yeah. But No Way Home, here it says or no, Far From Home. Far From Home. Okay. okay. Yeah, there, there was... A, I feel like there was another home Was there one. No Way Home? Homecoming. I feel like there was a home, an, home another uh, home involved. Old home, Spider-Man. Oh, listen. He actually turns I'm out here to for be that. A, a suit full there, of cottage cheese. I mean, there is in. Spider-Man. Yeah. Wait, it is Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, so I don't know what Far From Home is. Well, that was the incredible journey the, with the talking animals, I think. <laughs> Sally Field was the cat. Oh, my gosh. Michael J. Fox, the dog. I don't know. That movie's very stressful. That one did oh, not win both. any awards. So there is a Spider-Man Far From Home and a Spider-Man No Way Home. No Way Home. And a Spider-Man Homecoming? Yeah, they're really yes. homey with the Spider-Man universe. Yeah, they roll with it. They do. And yeah. there is also um, Spider-Man Home Again. Mm-hmm. No, I made that up. They're real homie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So, what were the other one? What were the other movies in that category? Do you remember? Bradley has them in front of you. Um, the movie of the year. Uh, for movie of the year, uh, movie of the year was Spider Man: Far From Home, Licorice Pizza, Dune, Coda, Don't Look Up. I mean, again, all worthy. Yeah. So you, the listener, exercised your rights to vote. And you brought us to where we are today as yeah. we're giving out the MyTalk But that's awards. because we can trust MyTalkers to vote appropriately in these that's online true. polls. Yeah, that's true. Because they're not like paying bots to do it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Which is why Cinderella isn't showing up. He didn't even get a nomination. Not even a nomination. Not even. No. Uh, so we're doing that every single day on Jason and Alexis in the morning at uh, eight from 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow we'll be giving away three more awards. Uh, and we'll do that through the week. Um I don't, who's, you're on tomorrow, Bradley. Tomorrow is Donna, myself, and Grant, and we will be announcing Publationship of the Year, Best Actor of the Year, and Best Actress of the Year. I would just like to say something about Publationship of the Year. That is our word, Publationship. I mean, yeah, we coined that phrase for sure. And I want to give kudos to our coworkers, because... We, we're the ones that talk about publicationships. Sometimes they give us the side eye because they think we're a little too conspiracy theory-y about it. Yeah. But they all showed up. They all showed up and everybody actually nominated an actual publicationship. I will say none of the other shows 
used the names of the publicationship, but I do think we're in good. Lo- I mean, we're very likely. Um, I feel like we're going to do well tomorrow because the publicationship of the year nominations are. Can I say them? Yeah, yeah. yeah. they've been announced already, right? Yeah. The publicationship nominations are Kim. Uh, the Morning Show did Kim K and Pete Davidson. Car Davidson. We call them Car Davidson. Uh, Donna and Steve did Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun. We did Benifer againifer. Uh, Lori and Julia did Kanye and Julia Fox. Well, that's gone. And then uh, <laughs> My Talk Academy, Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Rodgers. Uh, also gone. gone. All right. So well, I, I'm feeling like we're we're going to do well. We're tomorrow. in a good space. Yay! All right. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, what is your favorite thing to buy in bulk? 651-641-1071. Call us. We'll talk after this on My Talk 1071.